0: Don't, 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 don't.
1: walks with me <laughs> we're a new yeah, religious you know. show did you know that did you know that Apparently. um i i didn't realize uh that uh kanye uh did that song um it was actually i just liked the the music i thought because like we had another rapper i can't remember his name Ah, uh, what was his name uh, uh, it kind of drives me crazy anyways we had this one yeah, guy uh, and we decided to to kind of pull away from from that individual and uh i still liked that hip-hop theme to begin and so I put that up and then um, who do we have we had Eric Nagel on a couple weeks ago and he's yeah. like he's like uh, we're, we're gonna be shooting a pilot for them and he's like you know uh, we can keep the Kanye and I was like why does he keep saying Kanye I don't know what he's talking about and then I realized yeah that intro is Kanye and I don't think we're allowed to use it so I apologize Mr. West we will cease and desist as soon as we can welcome everyone to the 21 gun podcast I am back from the dead you are looking at a man that has survived I'm a survivor I actually I looked for a, a quick <clears> little <throat> clip of um, uh, to, to keep the hip-hop theme Beyonce is it Beyonce that did I'm a survivor
0: I'm a survivor that's I'm it. a heavy metal rock guy don't look at me
1: I wanted to play that every time I talked I wanted a ribbon I wanted a <laughs> ribbon that shows that I'm a COVID survivor uh, I don't know wouldn't recommend it you know it's not something I would say you should go out and get COVID but it it wasn't as horrible as um i don't know that that the news the newsman is making me out to to, it was weird i'm not gonna lie to you all right so i've been sick a lot i've been medicine for years i still have that you can probably hear i'm still kind of doing all this stuff um but you know i've been sick a lot in my life this was the weirdest sick there was like a bunch of weird shit going on like uh, high hallucinations fevers, that hallucinations, that dude. I would go and lay down in bed, and I had, um, God, what was it? I had Chicago. Uh, I don't remember the name of the song. Just some cheesy Chicago song. It was stuck. It's called an earworm. When you got a song stuck in your head. It was stuck in my head and it kept going over and over. And then I would get stuck in this dream trying to remove that from my head. The whole night, I-, I was losing my fucking mind. It was insane as far as that mm. went. So definitely a weird, a weird headspace. I can't remember. Have you had, have you had the Rona?
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, Kevin, sir, uh, I have not been able to taste and or smell anything for the last pretty much year. Yeah, but now. isn't
1: that normal for you? Isn't that your lack of taste? Okay, so there,
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. Hmm, some no, people no, would no, understand but... that one. Um, but no, but seriously, it's, uh, I, everything now basically tastes and smells burnt.
1: But, so this came after uh, an illness? Oh, I didn't turn on my little lights. Hold on a second.
0: It's very possible that it came from COVID. So, there, or Schmovid. sorry. We, we gotta be careful how we word things. because I, know, I we also can't don't say wanna, that. We can't I don't wanna that. get hillary either, so I'm just the saying. The Rona, the Rona. Um, yeah, the, the Rona. Um, yeah. But no, I, so I, I woke up one day and I mean, I probably had a wicked headache for like day, day and a half. I don't really get sick. Okay. But um, I don't either. Uh, which all of a sudden I, I tasting sweets, tasting salt, any kind of meat. Like I go to, I would I go to get barbecue now and yeah. I can't really taste it. I How mean, is auto, auto
1: fellatio for you? Were you having trouble with that? Or did you find, here's something. Yes. Yes. I have a lot of trouble. <laughs> uh, Uh, oh, now I lost my train of thought. Um, oh no. The the reason why I, uh, I caught it. Right. So, so everyone else Omicron is blowing up. Right. Omicron is just, it was like 10,000 cases. We got down to, I think, uh, in the middle of the summer and then it just exploded. Now we're at like a million, million and a half cases a day. And for some reason in medicine we still think we should are we going to get kicked off of everything if we talk about this we got to watch um, out because no, okay, they're going so after joe rogan the
0: thing is we can talk about it the yeah. problem they now have is if you are spreading misinformation misinformation i.e. the truth
1: okay well this will be the truth so i don't know how you can misinform this how you can label <laughs> this that but so we're we're testing we're testing I- so many people, just so many people. And I'm sitting here saying to myself, like normally if I test 20 people in a day, right, that's like, oh, okay, busy day, we're testing hundreds of people. My, my medical assistant goes down with it. Now it's just me. So she's sick. I'm just every two seconds, I've got things up people's noses and I'm running around and I'm saying to myself, at, at one point I'm going to do this or someone's going to cough on me and I'm going to catch it. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I kind of had a joke. I was like, uh, I'm going to have it by Friday. And next week I'm gonna have off, and I'm gonna look forward sure to having a week heated. off. No, it was uh, it was Saturday, but yeah, same thing. Like Saturday, uh, a fever hit me. I'm driving to go out to eat with my kids, and the fever came on like instantly. And I was like, "Oh, this is this is coronavirus. This is what's and and it was and it, and I knew it was coming. And I don't think there's at this point like what are you trying to do? Like what are we trying to do? Are we trying to stop it? Because like I said, 10,000 yeah. cases a day this summer, now a million. Like what, what are we doing? So,
0: well, we I just, just be like, what are we doing? Like the sometime this morning, cause I, I didn't sleep at all this morning. We're at over 700 days. At what point have you had it, gotten it, not gotten it, or about to get it? And, or about to basically get it, yeah. have that immunity to point. So you're never going to get it. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know. You. Could, we're almost sorry. two years in. And now we're to the points where like, if you, haven't had it. You're very lucky. And you or it's, you've had it and you don't really feel anything. So, I mean, just like CJ says, how are you sick? I got vaccinated to protect you. So...
1: See, you oh should, yeah, Chris Froome. It. Yeah, you yeah not have it's it it it. it <laughs> nothing makes sense anymore. I actually got in a fight on Facebook. I don't like to fight on, on um, social media, but this person called me out and said, uh, "How dare?" Because I'm very active on social media. Uh, just about the absurdity, right? I don't even really get into much beyond. I'd be like, "Hey, check out these absurd absurd numbers," and I'll compare two things, and it's like all everything's on the nose. Like you can't right. look at it and say, "Oh, that's not absurd." And he was like, "Well, uh, you lack the credentials uh, because basically you're arguing against um, people from the CDC and the NIAID and these people have very uh, robust um, uh, CVs curriculum vitae. And, and it's tone. like
0: you can hear it
1: And it's like, what uh, I don't know I uh, what is it? It's like 10,000, 10,000, I think if you do something 10,000 times you become an expert. And yeah. I've seen probably a hundred thousand patients in my career. I don't know how many covids I've seen, but I've I've seen a lot of shit. I'm like, yeah, just because I don't have the MD at the end of my name, I. Th- think i'm an expert i don't know maybe i'm not maybe i'm touting myself as an expert someone who does and goes and sees and treats and I does all this stuff my, every single day i i would think that makes me an expert in the subject but i, I guess i I'm mean not. i'm
0: not a doctor i don't have any medical background but is i think i've heard enough love. doctor love uh, I'm, doctor i've love. i've heard enough lies to now know what the truth is sure. there it's it's kind of deductive reasoning you know
1: yeah. Uh, just keep your eye out to see if we get knocked off any streams. Uh, uh, wel- yeah. Welcome, welcome to Twitch. We're now on Twitch. Uh, we got a, f- a few announcements. One of them I, I can't quite talk about yet. I'm very excited about. It. We got a big uh, uh, project that, that we're working on. So stay tuned because we might be moving platforms. We're you trying out different areas. Did I? I didn't talk. Yeah, about you brought this. it up,
0: up about a couple minutes ago. You, oh. you you subtly like threw it out there, but I don't think anybody caught it.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Well, um, the one thing I can talk about is twenty-two Sierra Coffee. If you guys aren't familiar with twenty-two Sierra Coffee, let me tell you. Let me tell you something. This is non-biased, right? Um, as a part owner of the company, I, I mean why what, what <laughs> said that. Uh, go over to twenty-two sierra Each bag fuels a uh, nonprofit that helps out veterans and um, first responders. I look at it's good. Co- I'm not joking. It's good coffee. We're going to come up with like a, a 21 gun, 10% off or whatever uh, promo code to you. I can smell it now. Can you smell that, Jeremy, coming through the wave? Um, remember, of- I
0: have uh, no sense of smell or taster, <sighs> so no. Actually, it smells so surprisingly good. enough, is- I went and visited my daughter last week, some, last week sometime yeah. and, um, and her mom and her stepdad, they get coffee. and that, I think so coffee is one of the few things I could actually smell with no problem
1: well that's good that would if there's a few things in life that i would be very upset if i if i was not allowed to do anymore one of them is uh or drink uh uh, bourbon i do enjoy bourbon coffee but i would give up bourbon before coffee like i don't i love coffee i love it it is it's it's it starts your day it's like it's better than smoking right it gives you something to do that's healthy that i don't know it just gets me going through my day i freaking love coffee so
0: bacon tastes weird so that's annoying uh
1: I'm not a bacon fan, uh, and I'll okay. probably we lose about. we now no longer can be yeah, friends. probably lose about fifty thousand. Uh, pork Our in general.
0: Just uh, I can tell like you, I can tell you,
1: could tell you a quick story. Uh, I was driving down the road. This was actually when I was stationed uh, Pope Air Force Base, right outside of Bragg. And I'm driving down, and there is one of those pig trucks pulls up right next to me. Oh, yeah. And I look over the metal things, and this baby pig uh, pops his little head out. Boop! Pops his little head out. The Wilbur. little metal. Yeah. And I look over, and I'm like. That's a freaking cute baby right there and then i realized they're going to whatever some slaughterhouse, slaughterhouse. Yes. and i'm like no that was it that's all it took for me to not enjoy and that's it that's it because i like dogs and it kind of reminded me of my dog a little bit i know it sounds weird but at the time and uh yeah I'm have not you a had guy. dog
0: it's pretty good
1: never had dog i can honestly say that you sick bastard and there goes the other four people that are listening so what <laughs> what is new oh we should probably uh announce we got matt's all right I don't want to call him that. I want to call him by his name. But sometimes people don't want to be called by their names. You ever notice that? So Uh, I'll do it. Fuck it. I'll blow him up. It's Matt Jimenez, Uh, Jimenez, 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 Jimenez. Uh, Former no, no Kevin, current Marine, no longer active duty. Thank you. You're welcome uh, who is a, what I would like to say a guru of social media. And, and we kinda, we have a weird incestual background. I figured out we're kind of both, we had the vet TV, the irreverent warriors things. We didn't know this. These are things that we learned. We were talking before the show started. So he's going to hop on. We'll talk about everything. Uh, actually, I don't know what we're going to talk about. A lot of shit. I have my, my questions written out. So we're going to go down some deep rabbit holes there. Um, that's it. I don't really have any announcements. Anything new with you?
0: Um, no, other than, um, like Kevin said, we are now streaming on Twitch. So for those of you who are gamers, et cetera, um, that's twi- it's twitch.tv forward slash 21 with the numbers to one gun podcast. We, so- we,
1: it's redundancy is important in today's day and age because we get pulled off all the time. <laughs> for saying the wrong thing and we can't do that so yeah Um, other than that
0: as you guys see we're uh, we're currently not in studio right now or at least kevin is Um, yeah because we'll be for the next show so
1: yeah yeah next show new setup frank's gonna come back he's out in vegas doing his frank thing i think it's his birthday he's being philosophical very much philosophical um yeah one thing i want to bring up, i have this in my notes woke tv so jeremy always he'll he'll be like hey dude you gotta uh, i gotta figure out a name for you i mean a voice for you it's not a would you call it a Kyle or Craig
0: a Kyle? Yeah.
1: Kyle, Okay. He'll
0: just be like, Hey guys, you hey, have Karen and Kyle. Ch-
1: check out this, um, check out the show. It's really cool. And then I'll, I'll turn it on and it's, it's just woke BS. I don't know how many times, pretty much like every time you tell me <laughs> to watch a TV show, it's okay, like a lesson so- in social justice. And here's the thing. Here's the, this is, here's they the deal.
0: Things that are integrated, but Kevin can't get past it. Here's the deal. Beyond that. That's what it is
1: strap in because this one this is going to be a biggie this one's going to be strap in, not on. are you ready for this i don't care if you are gay if you are black if you're albino if you're a trans albino republican cuban i don't care i don't care and if you could look into my brain as i'm talking to what did i say a trans albino cuban you would see what are those things that tumbleweeds because i don't care i'm just more interested in who you are as a person right so that's that's let's get that off the table i feel like when i watch these woke tv shows what they're saying is hey mr um kevin i know that you want to watch uh, say peacemaker i know you want to watch but i'm really gonna freak you out and make the the lead actor gay that's really gonna freak you. it's like no it it doesn't in fact it's so forced that it takes me out. Like if they never mentioned anything, Mm. if it was just like the characters (laughs) went and then one character ended up being gay or whatever, I I probably wouldn't even notice. I'd be like, okay, whatever. It's 21st century, I don't give a shit. But it feels so forced that I can't, like it pulls me out of the show. It was like when you told me about that one with um, Michael K, no, not Michael K. Williams. Uh, Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan, yep. Yeah, 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 watching that one about some Navy SEAL and his commander's a female. And it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, let's have females but it's like you've pulled me out not because women can't be good leaders and all this stuff because there's no female Navy SEALs so what what are you doing you're trying to like I feel like it's it's so on the nose
0: that's all that's agree I understand just because of the 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 common sense about it there's no female Navy SEALs there's not right Right. um now so I I understand that it's it's the movie without remorse it's the Tom Clancy movie yeah, I thought it was a great movie. Just I, I don't see, I don't see it as. Oh my God, there's a navy a female Navy SEAL. I didn't see that part. I, because I'm a huge Tom Clancy fan. I saw it based off of what you read, what I read in the book, and then went from there. But you real, know, I understand it.
1: Realism, I think, plays a big role in creativity. Because I, if I'm going to watch Thank something, that I'm going to be you. if like uh Starship Troopers. I didn't care that half those soldiers in that or what were they star marines something weird like that i didn't care that half of them were women because that was you know uh, what do you call it sci-fi and and again oh only sci-fi can women be leaders no stop see this is where you you start going down this weird thing it's like it's it's you can suspend disbelief but if you're telling me to believe it then like i didn't believe starship troopers the whole time i was watching it and so they're like oh look at giant you know dookie hauser Doing ESP on a giant bug or whatever, but still, it, 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 you know, but I don't know. Maybe I'm going down. I
0: understand understand your point. Is it's when it's forced down your throat? That's the problem. I think you have the most. Yeah,
1: it's like. Do you remember when uh, they would put out a picture? Someone put out a meme, and it was Donald Trump kissing Putin. And I looked at it. I'm like, oh, that's funny. They're kissing Putin. I I mean, it didn't. But what they wanted was. Hey, let's freak them out and make them see how how let's let's make them say it's gross. The ma- and It's like no, I don't care. I don't <laughs> care. Look, and you're not freaking because, me out
0: because Putin out out there they actually kill people for being gay. So it's kind of ironic.
1: I know. I know that is that is really, but um, yeah. That's that's the only thing I wanted to bring up because you're constantly showing me. I look. I <laughs> I, I, held like there, I held in there. I held in there or hung on there, and I watched uh, Peacemaker, and it did get funny. See.
0: It did, did, you, uh, did you also watch the opening scene where they dance and everything? It's just cheesy as no, shit. No, I didn't. Oh, I, I couldn't. I couldn't
1: watch that. Uh, but the eagle, the eagle reminds me of my Eagly, dog. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. It's funny. Okay, good writing. I told uh,
0: you. I told you. It's, do you know it's what's one from the movie?
1: Do you know what's one I never heard of, and it is not woke worth a dime? Uh, have you ever heard of Raised by Wolves?
0: yes holy yes. shit dude I'm i was sure. watching
1: that i had like how come i never HBO, heard of this right? oh yeah dude it's hbo and it's i'm watching the first part it's, third. what's oh yeah yeah yeah, and that's probably why i saw it because they were advertising that and uh i'm watching it i'm like okay it's sci-fi like sci-fi stuff these androids, uh uh raising people on a different planet blah 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 and then the woman like starts exploding everybody yeah. <laughs> and i'm yeah. watching this and i'm like like this spaceship, like this, this like CG spaceship and these people, and I'm like, okay, this is gonna be a story arc with this, ge-. and she just destroys the whole thing, and I was like, holy oh, yeah. Jesus, it's, it's this a is a great show, it really is. It's really it dark, it is dark. Uh, I watched it today. It's so crappy out here, it's raining and all that, and it just I'm walking around the house and I'm just like, ugh, <laughs> ugh, I just can't get out. I can't get that. Like I need a shower. It's so right gritty anyways so
0: you being we're gonna go into a couple of these videos that got pulled up because i kind of want to get into these since you're a, a pilot yeah, should we bring up our
1: should we bring up our man let him chime in uh, yeah we, actually, i, I actually like to... having i like having guests in studio um with these with that format of having him chime in but you know what the hell uh we only have an hour of our life so let's let's bring him on let's introduce yeah, uh... matt's all right he is all right he's an all right guy
0: uh, Matt, I, don't, you're muted.
1: I don't have my um, my monitor up, and I'm, I apologize ahead of time for all the snarfling I'm doing. It's got to be horrendous to hear that. Um, but uh, I don't have there my monitor go. up, so I can't tell if he's on or whatever. So I'm just listening. I just he's can't on. really tell. All right, cool. Welcome aboard, sailor. <laughs> I'm so
2: upset right now because oh, no. you know, apparently this amazing human being named Angela recommended me. And she didn't tell me, or nobody told me that the two people that were going to be hosting me were better looking and funnier. So I'm going to have to have words with Angela oh, no. after this. I didn't I don't think know I was
1: funny. Good. It's you <laughs> get to a certain point where you're just an old babbling man and that people is, laugh at you. That is Ryan
2: Reynolds <laughs> funny right there. That's that Ooh. passive aggressive kind of, um, kind of stone still on some type of substance that you don't know that's kind of just being you just assume
1: around
0: you just assume <laughs> yeah, 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 things. Yeah, yeah. yeah so matt she's actually yeah. got a question for you oh
1: we have a question for our guest that's go for it, it.
0: she is got it. it is that Sora's key keyblade
2: in the background that is i'm a huge um fanboy of basically everything except my own personality despite that i all i do is talk about myself online <laughs> for a living right uh, I can introduce myself to yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody who's new. Yes, um, please. So my name is uh, Matt Jimenez. I served with 3rd Battalion, 2nd Marine Division from Ura. 2008 to 2012. Hoorah. Um, I was 0311 Rifleman. And despite anybody who sees this live will see my face and you'll see that I look like a bitch. But <laughs> believe it or not, I was a Rifleman for four years. I did three deployments. I did a, a Marine Expeditionary Unit where all I did was get drunk and get beat up by random people from uh random countries um i did a humanitarian aid mission called operation unified response in haiti where unfortunately 200,000 lives were lost my job was to try and save anybody else we could um that was my second deployment in Oof. 2010 and then my last one was um it's surprisingly it's kind of a well-known deployment by the way I was in Operation um, Enduring Freedom, which is basically I go and get shot at by men wearing pajamas <laughs> yeah. for about eight <laughs> months in Southern Afghanistan. I've but heard of the that deployment one. is well known specifically because we were the ones um, who got tried for, I'll say bluntly, if that's okay, fellas. Sure. Oh, dude, yeah, be honest. Yeah, uh, pissing on Taliban bodies. Yes.
1: That was your unit?
2: That was my unit, yeah, and I know oh. the guys who did it. Um, yeah. So not only was 9/11, but I was also a, a combat replacement for snipers um, after they lost a couple of guys too. So I've done everything you can do in the in the Marine Corps, but I did it within four years because I wow. have bad luck. Yeah.
1: Well, I'll tell you what the 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 Haiti one mm. is pretty. Incredible, because most people we talk to who served in the last twenty years, we all we all did the same thing. We're an OEF, OIF, uh and and trained in between going to deploying those things. Uh, and then, of course, things like that happened. that I remember that that was a massive, massive earthquake, yeah uh, that just decimated the country. How was that different than than going to uh, 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 Afghanistan?
2: Uh, I, I'll tell you it is my hardest deployment. And what's surprising when you talked, a lot of grunts they'll try and you know tell you about combat or they'll try and tell you they'll try and tell a lot of people like oh you haven't done this you haven't done that like i don't i don't care um for me your morals make up who you. your morals and your past actions make up who you are i don't care if you've been shot at that doesn't make you a real marine or a real man to me um my my motto when i was teaching um younger marines believe it or not because i was a baby then was Um, Getting shot at doesn't make you a man. It shows what kind of man you are while you're being shot at.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, The hard thing with Haiti, a lot of civilians don't know this, and I try and educate the general public about the amount of humanitarian aid that the U.S. does, primarily, especially the Marine Corps. Um, Most people don't know the Marine Corps can be sent to any country within 72 hours without the approval of Congress. Um, They belong specifically to um, the president he can send them anywhere. We can be in North Korea within 3 days if he says so.
0: President's own baby.
2: Right. But when they send us to Haiti, you think, okay, I'm going to go do this thing. You don't realize you don't have that 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 weight, that that sense of understanding of what you're about to do and what you're about to see. And then you're also Marine Corps infantry and our belief during that time by the way is like unless you've been shot at, you're not a real Marine yet. That's how a lot of uneducated infantry Marines thing, because they're 19, they're 20 years old. They don't have that mentorship. So I had just gotten back from doing a Mew, you know, for eight months, traveling all over the world, just wanting to come home and see my kids. And then within about 30 days, they sent us back out to Haiti and we knew that 200,000 people had lost their lives. But you don't, you don't have that sense of depth, that gravity understanding when you're 20 years old you think, okay, cool. What do I, what am I going to do? And then you get there and you're picking up, um, I can say this a little bit lighter now because you know, I'm 33 now. So I, I've said it a couple of times on social media. So like, I don't want anyone who's listening to think that I'm not paying attention to the, to the depth of this topic, by the way. Right. So when I say you're picking up bodies for four or five months, I don't want anyone who's younger thinking that I think about that without any reverence to the topic sure. um, specifically, but that's what I did. And I, wasn't expecting that. And you don't understand it, but you're driving through Port-au-Prince, which is the capital Haiti at 3.30 in the morning. And you're just seeing trash piles in the middle of the city. And you're seeing arms sticking out of it or legs sticking out of it or the top of people's heads sticking out of it. And you're just in shock because they don't show you that in the commercials that you think you're going to be a Medal of Honor winner um, or something like that. And then you're just you're seeing children who survived the earth the worst part by the way is the the people who survive it and that you have to help them and the whole time you're not ready for it and it's it was that what that is my worst deployment that is the thing that that shook me to, to this day if my children cry to this day um i can feel my anxiety levels going up my anger levels going up to this did, you kids,
1: because, did you have kids Did you have kids prior to to Haiti?
2: I did. Okay, and that that's that's what sucked is because um, I was good. I never had a mental health issue my entire life, ever, ever, ever. Um, and Haiti changed me almost immediately. Um, I'm really honest on the depth that it changed me, um, and what's surprising because I could be canceled for saying this, but I've said it multiple times, and people have that understanding. I became somewhat racist after Haiti. I didn't want to be around kids after Haiti. I, it changed me so quickly because I feel like my my mind, you know, is your 20. Your brain isn't being developed.
1: Yeah, no, not till you're twenty-six. That thing's not not fully developed.
2: Right. And okay. here's so here's the thing. When we got back from Haiti, we were just made fun of. We were still called boots. We were we were still treated like boots. We were in the Marine Corps like Um, anyone who's not military, like the, a boot is basically, you are everyone's bitch who's capable of calling you that word. So you did all of this stuff, but it doesn't matter to anyone. And then, so that, that takes away your validation. That takes away your want to ask for mental, mental health help. And, um, yeah that was that was my hardest deployment i'll tell you
1: which if you had a magic button to change uh anything that happened in your career would you not go to haiti or is it something that that you know it's part of you
2: i feel like going to haiti hurt me more than ever helped me but it made me understand that there are countries that are never going to be okay, no matter how much financial aid they receive. And I appreciate that knowledge um, because there's that need in me, there's that humanitarian need in me who wants to defy everything and romanticize the need to help um, my fellow man. But I understand that certain cultures based on their histories aren't capable of being helped. Um, So I'm appreciative of that knowledge
1: it's 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 a thing about growing growing up you know you want yeah. like i don't want my kids to experience anything horrible um but y- yeah i i also don't like personally i don't want to go to my grave not having experienced anything and yeah. it's it's a, it, a double-edged sword i guess but um yeah that's that's pretty intense and, and from what i understand they're still not i mean when did that happen no, uh 2011? that happened 2010 but there's 2010, been multiple yeah,
2: earthquakes yeah. since then and um know after after that i did research on the country's history and you can just see how it was the country was born in a revolution of slaves
1: yeah Yeah, that's right
2: um and it's just the country never got good and it will never be good in my opinion based on its history it's like history repeating itself again and again and again and um but i still would go back and help if i could in any way
1: that's i believe the um what are they called the gray shirts uh jeremy do you know the the uh god why can't i think of their name you always see them they deploy and they go clean up you know earthquakes and and all this stuff uh the two marines i think marines uh, uh founded the organization man i can't believe i can't think of the name of it
0: oh uh, yeah you can uh, talk and i'll do some research. gray
1: shirts <laughs> that's what they call them anyways i believe it was two marines that just yeah. hopped a boat and and they just brought a bunch of gear and they went to haiti and they just uh yeah. wanted to see what they could help yeah i can't remember um you had mentioned something interesting and that's having kids um yeah Kids, they, so I didn't have children when I deployed. Uh, and I, I think that was good for my, for my mental health. Definitely. Um, but Team Rubicon? They've, Team Rubicon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't, I can't experience anything associated with child harm. <laughs> like yeah. whether it's, I mean, Jeremy, there's a perfect example. That movie, uh, yeah. you're like, Frank's like, yeah, go check out The Harder They Fall. I think that that's what it was called. And in the first ten minutes, they carve a, a crucifix into this ten-year-old boy's forehead, and I'm like, "I'm out, I'm done,
0: can't do oh, it." Oh yeah, like the first bit of the movie, yeah. yeah so yeah. Kevin, um Kevin did warn you like right at the very beginning that hey, there is a part the very beginning where this basically the family gets freaking <laughs> jacked, yeah. yeah jacked and then up. The, and the kid gets the, ni- gets the knife to the forehead, the whole yeah, the yeah. symbol and everything. So and like, hey, I can't
1: warn you. Can't do that now that I have kids. Now maybe I would if I. I I didn't, but yeah, I I don't know. Uh, and, and to be in a a situation like that as a father, um, how how did, so obviously you had some struggles, but how did that experience, uh, did it make you a better dad or maybe in some cases a worse dad?
2: You you know what, you know what the thing is, is, um, so I do social media and I post a lot of videos and mostly people find me because they see me that I talk about my own personal diagnosis with post-traumatic stress. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, I have my haters, so I always like to try and define myself by why people don't like me so I can understand the lowest common denominator of perception of me. And right. hopefully I can, I can work on myself to fix that, right? So there's a big thing about me online that you'll see is people who don't like me will tell you that I'm a, a crybaby. You'll hear that a lot. Like that guy's the weakest <laughs> Marine, that guy's a bitch. I hope you guys don't mind if I curse a little bit. I don't, do
0: oh, we, we, yeah, we, we don't give a curse. fuck. <laughs> uh,
2: but you'll, you'll see that, especially from the, the tough guys. I'll make that guy's a bitch. And I, and I always, whenever I get approached about this, the topic, I always tell them, I don't have PTSD from combat. I was a point man. The entirety of my deployment, I didn't get a chance to even rotate out. There hasn't been a single patrol I've been on where I wasn't on point. Um, I don't have ptsd from combat i have ptsd from wounded and dying children specifically Mm -hmm. and so if anyone ever sees me online and i seem broken up or i seem hurt it's because i have two babies in my house and when they cry i feel hot fire ants in my brain breeding and that's the amount of physical pain that i'm in so it's made me a worse father because it's made me incapable of being rational when my children are just seeking attention
1: for something small sure is there are you working through that is there any sort of um i mean i know and it's one of the better things that has happened over the last decade is that we're starting to actually look into different treatment modalities it's not just take a bunch of ssris take a bunch of pain medicine take a bunch we're, we're actually looking you know at things like dogs at things like um Uh, Actually, I just saw a big study came out or they're doing a study right now on pregnenolone. Write this down if you've ever heard of it. Pregnenolone, P-R-E-G-N-E-N-O, pregnenolone, whatever, pregnenolone. it's a very powerful neurosteroid that reduces inflammation and a lot of this this uh, these injuries that happen in the brain and that's what ptsd is it's a brain yeah. injury there's a, a cytokine storm basically that, that that infiltrates the brain during these high stress times and it causes damage there's, ob- there's obviously the the psychological damage mm. but people don't realize yeah. that the the physical damage is is quite extensive and pregnenolone uh it's like I take it, Jer- Jeremy, you should have it because we've talked about it. Um, it's I like should. 30 bucks for three months mm. worth. And yeah. once you get those levels back, anyways, that's kind of a, a roundabout way to say we're, we're understanding this and there's hope. And I think that's yeah. one of the biggest issues is people feel like there is no hope, uh, that they're they're damaged forever and that the only way out is these horrible medicines that, ruin. Yeah. as far as I'm concerned, they ruined my life for a good decade. Um, what, what are you, what are you doing for mental health? What are you doing to, 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 you know, battle these demons? I hate using that, that cliche. Yeah,
2: it's, it's a hard situation because, you know, a lot of people don't know I'm a, so I'm a personal trainer and I've been able to really conquer my own mental health by staying regimented, but we live in a first world country where that's capable, that's possible. You know what I mean? To where, um. I can have a daily regimen that I'm capable of being a master of. It seems like when I'm not exercising or if I start drinking and I start having anxiety throughout the day, I'm not sleeping right. That's when the crying bothers me right. specifically. But if I, you know, because our brain is going to access the human growth hormone when we're exercising That's Mm its job. And it uses that typically while we're sleeping. And that's what I've found has really helped is staying away from alcohol, exercising in some way, at least five, six days a week, and um, understanding what's going on on around me and why it's going on. So I know how to separate myself instead of trying to be the bigger man. Being humble has helped me a lot and trying to um, communicate with people around me. Hey, here's why I feel this way. I'm gonna go upstairs for 20 minutes so I don't ruin our day instead of just mine.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and and facing it, you know, a lot of us, yeah. uh, whatever we're dealing with, it's it's so much easier to just say, I'll deal with that when I'm 65, and I'm retired, yeah. and I have time to think about that stuff. Uh, it's not going anywhere, uh, yeah. and it'll come out, and it'll come out at the worst possible times yeah. when you, and, and, and facing it. And it's just like anything else, anything, any other growth that you have you have to put in the work and it's not fun it's yeah. actually painful uh, i don't know if you've done any of the um i forgot the name of it it's not cognitive behavioral therapy it's cpt cognitive, cognitive, cognitive processing therapy yeah yeah cpt, uh, CPT. yeah it, it these modalities actually work they just suck to do but yeah. just like working out and stuff right you, yeah if you work out you're going to feel better you're going to survive things like covid and you're going to uh, live a better life but it sucks to do it sometimes you know you're yeah. tired you don't want to do it but
0: so real yeah. quick cj frost actually has a question for you matt um can mm. you identify can are you able to or can you identify triggers before they affect you and make changes in the situation or get otherwise prepared to deal with them
2: yeah so I, I'm diagnosed with agoraphobia, and that is basically if I had to if I had to define it, it is the fear of not having control. But usually, it's talking about the fear of the outside world. Um, for me, agoraphobia is the basically the fear of not having control. So I I anticipate every situation that I'm in, and I just think about what's going to happen and why I'm going to be bothered by it. But unfortunately, it's usually people are my triggers. People are my triggers because. I feel like I try so hard, dude. I try so hard to just be kind to people and not be messed with, but somehow people will have a way to mess with me. So when you look at my life, um, this is my office. This is where I work and this is where I sleep and this is where I live. And to avoid those triggers, I basically out, I've isolated myself from the outside world and made it so I can work from home. And I worked really hard to do so. The college degree doesn't hurt. Um, talking to people and being polite to people really helps too. Um, But people are usually my triggers because they don't, a lot of people don't mind confrontation, but I, I can't do confrontation. Um, What's wrong with me. I'm very, very open to, and I hope this, you know, and I always try to uh, preface this. So I don't try and sound like a tough guy. I'm inclined to physical violence and not in a tough guy way. Like I'm inclined to hurt myself during a confrontation because I, I lose sanity. I'm not right. tough, I'm not strong, I'm not, I, I can't go outside and be around people for too long because if they mess with me, I will do something violent. And that's why I stay away from people and I mind my business and I exercise. So it sucks to say that people unfortunately are my triggers. And you can tell I'm not like, a, I'm not like, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not a bro. I'm not a strong guy. I just, I, I will get beat up because you made me crazy. I <laughs> you have to beat me up and then I'll be damn, somebody should keep him in his room with his Pokemon cards and leave so, society alone. Yeah,
1: You freaking millennials with your, with your toys. Yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah. I pick on Jeremy all the time. He's going he just showed you when we started the show, he pulled out a toy. Yeah. Jeremy, show him, show him your new toy.
2: You're going to get really mad at me. Can I show you something actually guys? Yes. Look at this. Toy. Yeah, go this ahead. Here. I want to see this. <laughs> piece. Here we go. <laughs> That's me.
1: I got <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, that's your uh that's your, your is, uh,
2: it's my profile. Uh, yeah, that's picture, right. All my art and everything like that. Yeah.
1: How did you how did they make that for you?
2: I don't know. I'm that's I'm cool. lucky enough to where apparently once I make enough videos, people decide they just wanna give me things to say that they like me. And it's I oh i love it i'm it, it, very very appreciative of it yeah. at least they
1: could what i'm not interesting enough to make a bobblehead doll <laughs> you it would just be some dude <laughs> be like hey no. what do you have some dude on your table <laughs> no man dude would be
2: a body pillow all right <laughs> <laughs> nice uh,
1: wait is that a insult i can't figure it out okay <laughs> no, no no no
2: you're still your cuddle your cuddle material <laughs> <laughs> i think
1: i believe we call that uh uh, a, I'm a bear in the, uh, <laughs> the gay community. uh Kevin, the bear. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So creativity, that's something interesting we can talk about. How has that helped you in your, your mental health? Like, where did you, where'd you decide to start making content and where oh. was your first avenue for that?
2: You know, that's why I'm so, that's why I'm so bluntly honest. And some people are kind of like off put because I'm, I'm so honest, but that's, I feel like that's what it's attracted to I don't want to say a fan base because I don't want to ever say I have fans. I have friends because that's all I want. I just want people to talk to. I'm very transparent, and that's why I'm willing to say the things I'm willing to say because it's kind of off-putting to where you, you – like if you listen back to this podcast, you'd like, damn, this guy's almost too honest. And that's kind of where I've gotten. So when I got out of the Marine Corps, I was one of those guys who thought not only would I never get killed in combat, not only would I ever get wounded in combat, but I would be fine from combat because I'm – built different that's what i thought about myself um but here's the thing too before the marine corps like i was I'll, i will tell you i was an actual criminal like i was a would have done 10 years in in federal prison kind of criminal um so i i thought i was going to be one of the tough guys um when i got out i thought ptsd was something that weak-minded people got because they couldn't handle small situations i thought it was a self-victimizing Kind of thing. And the reason why I thought that was because I was uneducated. Um, you know, I'm a, I was a homeless kid when I joined the Marine Corps. Uh, so I didn't say a single word about combat. and didn't say a single word about anything when I got out because I had this deep seated fear based on insecurity that I was going to be one of those veterans who people could make fun of for making it a personality trait, just like that football player who still wears their Letterman jersey 20 years later because they had to work at a factory after high school. So I left it alone. I went to college. I went to trade school. I became a welder. um, And I became a man in my mind. And then finally, one day, um, I broke down really badly. Um, Somebody had asked me a question about a knife that I had. My best friend's little brother was killed when we were all in Afghanistan, the three of us. And um, he was such a cool kid. And he was so handsome and kind and intelligent and smart. He's what every person would want for a son. And he was my best friend's little brother. And he was killed. And uh, my best friend got sent home early. He was a sniper. I got sent to his, his sniper team as a combat replacement for one or two missions. And someone asked me about it. And I said, when my best friend's little brother was killed in Afghanistan, he gave me that knife. And later on, he told me, you have to be my brother now. And I broke down on the internet and then they kept asking me questions and i kept telling them all of my stories from the 17-hour firefight to the time a little boy was killed and i told them all my stories and that's how i got to where i'm at now
1: okay uh i i was always the opposite i was certain that i was gonna take a fucking sa7 Uh, up my tailpipe i was (laughs) like i remember sitting there drinking with my flight class and i was like Guys, I think I'm going to be the one that died. Like I was, I had this <laughs> cloud over me. We'd yeah. go on missions and I'm like, someone's going to fucking kill me. Someone's going to kill me. I'm looking around. I'm like, who's, it? Is it that
0: guy? Is that guy? Yeah. No, he's and, waiting for that Hollywood moment where a rocket comes out of nowhere. He's in the back <laughs> and you hear, you hear thunk and he looks down and it's through the it's, bottom. of the Yeah, of it's the there. Looking at it, and then that's it.
1: I was so convinced. I was so convinced I was. And then, uh, what was the other thing? The, um, uh, Oh, and then like I had a deployment where I was just bad luck. Like you flew with yeah. me. It's like you're gonna take a, a <laughs> SA seven or something. And I was like, Yeah, it's gonna happen. And then it yeah. uh yeah, then it didn't. Somehow I survived. I think my where my mental health did a weird turn is when I came back, I was like, I need to be the deadliest person I could ever mm-hmm. be. And then I just started studying, you know, jujitsu and boxing and yeah. Muay Thai and Sanchiao. And I would just go for hours yeah. and hours and be like, I'm gonna if I want to be the deadliest person I could possibly be, and then you get old and humble, and you're like, oh, "Okay, something's going to kill me eventually. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it's going to be." At this point, let's just, you know, make people laugh and and do yeah. fun stuff like that. Uh, what is your like? If you could, if you were at a party, yeah, and someone's like, "Hey, man, what 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 do you do? What how do you yeah. answer that?"
2: Oh, I tell them I'm a consultant um, because that's something that sounds easy to understand, but not something that you would be educated enough. In the general public to ask questions on besides what do you do consulting people i say oh business and marketing and then that's kind of the the same answer okay. um so it's kind of like uh yeah it's something that people kind of just accept it seems like
1: yeah what do you what do you tell yourself that you do <sighs> we, we all we all label yeah. ourselves right like who am yeah. i like i'm a dad i'm a pa i'm a podcaster i guess <laughs> i don't know what i am and i'm a storyteller yeah. what, what do you what do you call yourself
2: uh, lucky and tired
1: <laughs> that,
2: that's <laughs> what the tired I, part yeah luck, lucky and tired i'm very blessed to do this for a living to do social media for a living but um you know i have five kids and you know everyone who grew up you know back in the day who knows you're living with three channels 10 channels on the tv um you're the pork in school. Like everyone kind of has that story. I just want my kids to have access to the information I didn't specifically about mental health. I I don't like the TV. I don't like the media. Um, I don't trust what the media is showing to people to keep them in a heightened state of fear. And I think the better my children understand their own emotional health and have access to resources I didn't, they won't be put in positions. I did like, I don't know when I was 18, I was robbing people like, robbing people that's what i did for a living and now i'm 33 and i i'm in, i'm in shock that that's what was allowed to happen based off of a lack of information for uh, a lower class kid if
1: sure. that makes
0: sense yeah
1: does uh does anything keep you up at night jeremy what keeps you up at night like what When? well you stay up anyways but
0: my own brain
1: <laughs> yeah, can't shut the damn thing off. I, well, would you going back to the theme of children, I sit there and I lay in bed and I, I kid you guys, I think I'm freaking psychotic, but I'm laying there in you bed are. and I'm like, I'm like, well, if the Ukraine um, yeah. kicks off and they nuke yeah. and then suddenly we have a nuclear winter, well, now I'm going to have to like kill rats to feed my family. We're all going to have our hair and teeth. Okay. Fall. And then I'm like, I, that's it. Now I'm freaked out and I can't sleep at night. <laughs> What's-
0: Kevin's constant dream is Red Dawn. yeah Yeah, it's it's
1: constantly about to happen in my head (laughs) but But no really really, i i want to know uh we don't know enough about jeremy what is your what is your thing what what keeps you up you said your brain but what do you mean by that
0: um so i am in a way an internal defeatist and when i say that it's not to the point to where i'm I'm not self-destructive i don't do things to cause things to fail Um, I have no confidence in myself. So my brain is like, all right, what did I do today? Nothing. Wow, you're fucking worthless. And then it's like, well, shit. I guess I'll just go fucking play Xbox until I pass out. And that doesn't fucking happen. Um, And I I definitely worry about if I'm a better father or not. Because my daughter will be 14. She'll be 14 in August. And (laughs) she's now at that point where most of her time is invested in her friends. So she's seeing them more, which means she sees less of dad. So it's like, hey, kid, if you want to come over, you got to let mom know so I can come over. Because I can't just walk up. That'd be kind of weird and awkward. I don't feel like getting arrested, shot, tased, et cetera. And um, it's gotten to the point where it's like, have I been a good enough dad to where when she does need something, she can come to me. And that makes me worry because now I don't really have family. I mean, I have my twin brother. And I have what we call family friends. I like, got uh, Kevin, you, you know, all these people around me, but I don't really have family. My aunt just passed recently, who was like my mom. My uncle's mm-hmm. going to be right behind her sh- very shortly. Uh, hopefully not. But I don't have family anymore. So it's like my final fear is being alone. Oh, and that's man. the worst. It's because when you're alone, that's the true fear of being forgotten. What did you leave behind? Oh, well, I didn't have family when I left this place. I, what? I don't want to be some blank headstone. Yeah. So that's kind of my fear. What do you, the one thing I
1: guess we can pull uh one one I guess silver thread, silver lining out of the uh the whole woke movement. I, I don't I might say this and I might throw up a little bit. Hold on, let me say it. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> loving oneself or self-care yeah. is what they call it. Um but how important I'm loving is that? myself
0: like, right now. No, <laughs>
1: as he as he poisons his soul but how do you because everyone like i've actually had this conversation where people like oh i know that you know so-and-so uh, veteran they love themselves and it's like if you think that veteran loves himself you don't know veterans veterans hate no. themselves <laughs> veterans yeah. are always like they're driving home and they're like a piece of shit, <laughs> and they destroy each other uh, or themselves rather uh yeah. and and it's self-destructive and it's not right how do you how do you defeat that how do you uh find a time where you have to treat yourself Here's something I, I I remember hearing this and it blew my mind. Right? Uh, picture the language that you use on yourself, mm. and and using that language on your children. Right? Like, oh, you piece of shit! I can't believe you freaking you would never do that. Right? Because it would crush their soul. Yet we do it to ourselves all the time. I don't, I don't have a
0: soul, Kevin. That's right. He
1: actually, when he goes through, you know, the automatic doors yeah. they don't open because he's got mm-hmm. no, he's like, all right, all right. And I actually have to go up and do this. Little. Um,
0: but no, honestly, like it comes down to like, again, I'm a rational person and usually logical. That's the, the saving grace that keeps me from going down that dark path mm. is because it's like, all right, is my kid alive? Is she fed? Is she taken care of? Is she mm. healthy? Is she happy? Is she loved? Is my dog taken care of? She, you see her, you saw her earlier at the beginning of the podcast, wanting that attention. She's fully fed. She's taken care of. She's got water and she's got water and food. All the toys in the world that are annoying as hell. She wants to come see me anytime I come home or wh- while I'm home. And people actually, I think, like me or care about me. As yes, for the most part, um, it, it's it's. A- am I making an impact on somebody else? Yes, then I'm doing good.
2: Yeah.
1: How about for yourself matt
0: give me the question
2: again because i I got caught up listening to him (laughs) (laughs) how
1: do you how so i guess the question you're right i I don't think i posed it quite as a question um the language that we use on ourselves how how do you address how do you treat yourself with the respect that you deserve or maybe you don't and, and and why i guess
2: i'm i'm very lucky to i just know my own limitations to where I'm I'm not going to put myself in positions that I can't handle that are going to affect me because I just want to treat people around me better because I know they'll reciprocate it if they're able to, when they're able to. So I, I kind of treat myself based on that because as a father, you know, with five kids, it's it's one of those things to where I think my greatest fear is not making a difference in society by raising good human beings. Um, so that that's kind of... Um, this kind human being somebody uh, Marcus Matt is one of my favorite people (laughs) that's very very kind um yeah I I think that's how I treat myself is where I I just does that make sense does that make sense to you guys or not really yeah man it sure does
1: it does and I think it's also I, it's so first world for us to be yeah. like, how can I, cause you know, right. uh, uh, let's go back to Haiti. You know, there's people where they wake up and they don't know if they're going to survive through the day. They don't know yeah. where their food's going to come from. Yeah. They don't know where their clothing's going to come from. And we live in a place where like, how can I better myself? Cause everything else is taken care of. Right. Um, so that's kind of, and, and I think understanding that and appreciating that, raising your kids to understand that and appreciate that. There was a meme going around about uh, kids bickering over, I don't know, something at dinner time, And then the the guy from the Incredibles is the yeah, dad. No. And it's like dads that saw kids going into cuffs over a, a <laughs> pack of saltines and in Iraq. And it's like, it's, Hell it's, yeah. it's so true. And I guess we just have to take the culmination of our experiences and <sighs> make sure that, I don't know, make sure that that
0: it's what's that, uh, that, that phrase they use, uh, your carbon footprint. Like, what are you, yeah. what are you, what impact are you making? And I, yeah. and I completely side, um, I'm again, I'm with Matt and you being a, a dad as well, Kevin, is that like, am I doing enough or am I doing right? by my kids so when i do leave this place they are not only set up for success but how to think for themselves yeah. defend for themselves fend for themselves take care of themselves as well as their kids beyond that so i get it
1: yeah the, the other thing too and i think about i think again I, can, again I think this is just a middle-aged person uh thought process that you start thinking of these things because you're you know uh uh you you realize that you're not here for that long. Yeah. Uh, I was actually just watching it was it was a pretty good flick uh, even though I can't stand the actors um the last duel with Matt mm-hmm. Damon and uh, good Ben Affleck. Movie. Yeah, a good it was movie. good. It was a little long but man it, it it was good. And I'm watching that and I sit there and I go like you you'd see some peasant in the background and I'm like yeah. that peasant let's say he lived 65 years
0: mm-hmm.
1: in 13 whatever it was. I think it was 1300. So
0: 1382
1: just some dude lived. He, he woke up, he took care of his goats. He had probably 36 kids, three of them lived. He Mm -hmm. did all this and he lived and died and that's it. That's pretty. And that's happened over and over and over and over for hundreds of thousands of years people have done that and yeah. we have this this thing and i think this is actually i i have a point to this <laughs> we have this thing that think that we are so important and that everything that i do is so important and i'm going to leave a mark on the world when you probably won't and the only thing that you can hold on to the only thing here is the ones that you love at this moment and maybe a generation or two after, but no one's going to know who Kevin Sullivan is in 2100 and no one's going to care. I, I frankly, I'd, I think it'd be douchey if I thought they would care. Even, even uh, George Bush, no one's going to care who he was in another hundred or 200 years. Like you just have to, uh, I don't know if, if you, if you obsess over trying to be this, what's that word when you never die, this immortal yeah god on earth you are just gonna fail and you're gonna be miserable so you just enjoy the the little things that's it that's all i got yeah. to
0: say about that <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen welcome to pot talk what's your favorite pot <laughs> thing oh <laughs> uh, it's indica kevin it's indica
1: <laughs> ladies and gentlemen uh, uh, yeah anyways um yeah man uh it, that was some some deep stuff going on there uh <laughs> What, so you said you make your living, obviously, as a, con- a, a consultant, all that. Did you ever think yeah. you can make your living, you know, doing social media? Do you? Do you make any money doing that? How does this is a do boomer tw- question. Now, how do you make money by posting memes?
2: I do, I do Twitch. So, okay, um, okay, Twitch is something that you know you can kind of, uh, these kind people hopping on here, um, leaving comments about me. You guys are posting. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> Shout out to Rebecca Brittons, she's one of my favorite people, too um twitch is good but you know i think i make more of a living by i um, just giving information to people is is what i really do um okay. and i didn't think i could make a living off of that and what's funny was was uh when i was in college i remember one of my professor professors telling us there's jobs that are going to be around 10 years from now because of the internet that you guys don't even know exist because they don't exist and now i am a social media consultant and i never heard that title in high school and that's what i do now for a living yeah
1: That's cool. It's cool to be able to figure that stuff out and to, uh, use another cliche strike when the iron's hot. Cause, um, yeah, I can tell you right now you get busy enough and you can't keep up with that shit. Um, like with the podcast and the the coffee company and all that stuff, it's like, man, if there's any lesson that your kids can walk away with ever is become the person that people need (laughs) in business and you will always have a job, which is kind of why go ahead. (laughs)
2: No, there's a there's a trick to it if i can tell you guys and anyone who's yes. listening um give people good content based on what they perceive as good and have at least three reasons why they would perceive it as good oh we're fucked. so three reasons why <laughs> so like uh i'll give you an example if i'm going to post a piece of content can i make you laugh three times can i make you think cry and laugh all once in the same post uh, because if i perceive it as three times you'll perceive it as at least one and then go right. enjoy it, you
1: know. Okay, that makes actually sense. Pretty good. Yeah, I like it. Write that down. The foundation. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. going to have that right. as it's
0: going to be back here. It's going to be the quote from
1: Matt Humanez. <laughs> oh,
0: so that'll be our new motto: How yeah. not to get banned on social media? <laughs> yeah. how not to. Well, dude, listen,
1: listen. If if our pilot episode takes off, where it's going to go. Uh, let's have a show where we just do everything we can to get canceled. <laughs> we just, just get banned across the hook. Cause we won't have to worry Bet. about that point. We'll be, we'll be SLS. on our own.
2: You know, what's funny is I mostly talk about, um, politics on when I do my Twitch stream, a lot of people think Twitch is like video games. I mostly do current events. Okay. And, um, and I survive because, um, I chose one niche. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys have ever seen, but the niche that I choose to use is, um, the news is biased. Every news Mm -hmm. corporation is biased. They're owned by companies. Everybody knows that. My belief is that the news is not doing their job because they're going to keep you in a heightened state of fear based on what they're reporting. And it's going to be biased.
1: So, hundred percent. Yep.
2: So I was like, well, wow. Well, who doesn't do that? I was like, I can't think of one. So let me just do that. And so now I report on current events like the Kyle Rittenhouse case, um, like the Glenn Maxwell trial. And I just give people factual information um, for two hours at a time. And that's.
1: Facts That's something will that, get you canceled, man. It'll get me <laughs> kicked off a bunch of shit.
2: <laughs> I, I, I hear you. I hear you. Some people, they don't want to hear facts. They want to hear what's going to keep them safe. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Speaking of facts, Jeremy, you had some videos. Were they, I didn't look at your video. So normally, believe it <clears> or not, um, we do a little bit of the interview thing, but we've yeah. been doing kind of what you're saying, little current events and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Angela, but, real quick,
0: yeah. is the content the same on Twitch as you have on the Insta, on the Instas or other platforms? So is the, co- the content you do on Twitch, is it the same on, um, like TikTok, Instagram, same like that, or is it different?
2: Oh, my, I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah I, you um, bet. <laughs> um, no, no, it's actually completely different. Um, okay. the, the, what I do on like Instagram usually, and what I do on like social media is very, very, um, we call it, um, top of funnel. Top of funnel is very lighthearted kind of, um, content when it comes to marketing, top of funnel, middle of funnel, bottom of funnel, uh. I do very middle of funnel stuff to where you actually get a chance to hear me speak and articulate my opinions based on my own personal experience and information that I've acquired through research that is credited whereas you see me on Instagram and TikTok you're like oh this guy dresses up in camis and does funny skits and stuff like that you know it's very very like my, I would say my TikTok and my Instagram is basically a commercial for my own personality so yeah it's very different nice. Yeah. Nice. Cool. like it.
1: Yeah. Jeremy, so, I can't, you, you had some videos, but I don't, were they topical? I don't re, I didn't actually look at so, them. So this is, so this actually, is risky. I'm letting Jeremy pull so a video up. It's you were be talking brazers. about,
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. So you were talking about, you know, catching that rocket, you know, possibly. Yeah. And this is perfect because I brought, I found this video before you even had that little thought to bring that up. So right. this is what I will find interesting is that this is right up your alley.
1: Jeremy's going to give me a freaking PTSD flashback.
0: Let's see. Oh, nope, that's not it. Standby. I chose the wrong one. There we go.
1: Oh, there it is. See a screw? Fucking oh. SA-7 right there.
0: A Turkish no, pilot. No, it isn't. Turkish helicopter. Is. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's making Barely. Sweat. Oh. Just yeah. misses him.
1: So there's, there's things you can talk about. Right, right. Obviously, tactics and all that stuff is still, uh, I think, classified or whatever. But when you look out, you can look out your window. And I was lucky enough to only have this happen a couple of times is uh if if you see the way that that behaved that that mm-hmm. corkscrewing what the the warhead right there is doing is it's got a little algorithm and it's looking for your heat signature and it's saying it's oh. over here it's over here it's over okay and it starts to narrow it in and say okay that's where the engine is and that's what i'm going to try to kill so that's what you oh. saw right there versus an rpg which is just like what a gray streak of smoke it's not yeah. smart so it's not doing that but uh <clears throat> Yeah, That's freaky as shit, man. You don't ever want to see a corkscrew coming up at you. <laughs> at least but you better you hope saw you had as it flares. picked
0: up and went over the hill and then, it yeah, ducked yeah, that's down a heat and sinker. hit the edge of the hill. Yeah, that's freaking that dude nuts. is lucky
1: to be alive. He's yeah. uh, that was actually good tactics. I like the way he did that, kind of went so, down. The uh, mount, and mount the other right
0: one crest. I found was, um, we do get a lot of soldiers that do come into the podcast and talk, and a lot of them are airborne. Mm. Jeremy's and a
1: soldier. He's just a leg
0: though. Yeah. Yeah. I I served in the corps first for six years and then switched to yeah, the army. He always yeah, has yeah, to
1: yeah. say that. Just let it happen, Jeremy. You're a soldier <laughs> through and through. Army green. Go, big weenie.
0: Uh, anyways, <laughs> so I have a lot of friends that talk about um some mild horse. You get some some mild love here. Um some what that him? some mild love, the dog. Oh, oh my dog is over here like love me. So you get you hear a lot of horrors about people jumping out of planes and we had talked yeah. about one where the uh, soldier had jumped out of the out of the out of the plane and he's just spiraling and people are videoing it from I do know a mile away Oof. and they're yelling oh no pull your reserve pull your reserve and they're yeah, running that. over like are you going to catch him what are you going to do? catch the guy no yeah. so this guy recorded himself jumping out of a plane and then you'll see what happens at the end Wait,
1: is this one where he snaps his leg yep oh
0: He's having a good old time. Look at this. Flailing legs. Looks like Fort Bragg.
1: Those look like the Sicily drop zone right there. Been there a few times.
0: He's dropping. He's he's starting to come down real fast. He's starting to realize this is going a little faster than expected.
1: He wants... uh... He's like, I'm gonna get me some of that lifelong VA care.
0: <laughs> so he drops his gear to lighten himself as he's falling.
1: What's going on? How come like is is there is his shoot broken?
0: I'm not sure, but you hear it. Do they all have cameras?
1: Oh, fuck. Thanks, Jeremy. Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> oh, and that's God. basically him screaming for help. So For those who have jumped out of (laughs) of planes or helicopters, et cetera, and felt some kind of pain, that one's for you. I would, uh,
1: I used to say, let's ditch this aircraft before I ever jump out of it.
0: And this is why you don't jump out of perfectly good planes.
2: Yeah. We used to jump out of um, helicopters for a while. We used to do something called VBSS Mm -hmm. vessel boarding, search and seizure. That was when uh, the Haiti, not the Haiti. I'm so sorry. The Somalian pirates were really acting up uh, like really like, up to no good back in like 2009 the Somalian pirates and we used to have to jump out of those things onto moving vessels we had a guy just drop probably a hundred feet and it's weird when somebody's in that amount of pain because their face is purple and they're screaming but there's no noise coming out it's like you should have held onto the rope
1: <laughs> oh, oh, oh man yeah. Yeah. I, I hope there's certain things in life I don't ever want to know. And that's that level of pain. And, and you know, it's like, as, as you age, things happen to you and you're like, oh, that's my new top level of pain. Oh, that's the worst thing I ever had was, uh, I had a a cracked molar from Sears school 15 Mm -hmm. years ago, maybe longer. And eventually it it was, uh, the root was cracked. I didn't know that. And eventually it decided to basically explode. And I woke up, I woke up and it was the first time in my life I was like, should I go get some pliers and pull this thing? Because yeah. I don't know what else to do. Uh-huh. I'm rolling on the ground for hours on end. And yeah. I'm hoping, every time something like that happens, I'm like, I hope that's, that's 10 out of 10. Please let that be 10 yeah. out of 10 because I lived through it. I don't want to go much higher than that. I that's don't know movie. how I could possibly survive.
2: Tom Hanks in, um, where he's stranded on the oh, island. He has yeah, yeah. He oh, the,
0: yeah, yeah. The,
1: uses the ice skate to knock uh. off his tooth.
0: Gosh! So funny enough, speaking of knocking te- teeth out, uh, my daughter was three or four at the time and she was mm-hmm. big into like playing with marbles. And um, I had um, one of my wisdom teeth that wasn't removed, like finally starting to push on the molar. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm at this point where I'm like, the doc's not going to see me unless it starts to pr- like move and protrude. Like they won't, ju- unless it's like dire emergency. Mm-hmm. I got so sick of, tired of it. I took her that the big marble, she yeah. put it in my mouth and just, and just shoved that thing out and oh. popped that thing right out. Didn't oh. care
1: oh my god yeah that was awesome fun. ladies and gentlemen welcome to the 21 gun podcast what's your most painful tooth story uh sometimes i like to pretend i'm on the radio um matt yeah. freaking uh thanks for thanks for sharing your story uh i hope this isn't the last time you're on the show uh we always enjoy having people return we're, we're gonna try actually i was just talking with the broken jarhead jeremy we're gonna get him back on uh, Ooh, in fact, good. if we're gonna get canceled, we should get him back on because that'll happen pretty damn quickly. <laughs> What's his name? Shane? Shane something? Ah, oh, man, he was I don't care.
0: Funny that was great. Hell. Yeah. Anyways,
1: yeah, he's gonna be coming on again soon. We'll we'll have some people on. Um, we'll keep you posted. It's weird stuff going on with the Twenty One Gun Podcast. Good stuff, all good. Just weird, um, stuff we didn't quite expect as far as you know, doing that pilot and everything. So, um, but yeah, man, I hope this, this uh, means you're going to be back on again because uh, I love having stories like this. And and every single time we we share just one little thing, I just hope that like, yeah. oh, look, there's a gem that maybe will stick in the back of someone's mind. Yeah. And if they're going through a dark time or whatever it is, they say, hey, do you know what? I heard Matt say that, or I heard Jeremy yeah. say that. And, and you know, oh, don't I listen can, to me. Don't listen to, to Jeremy, never <laughs> listen to Jeremy. He's always playing with his toys. With his millennial toys, <laughs> but um, yeah, man, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it.
2: I appreciate you guys. It's uh, it was a highlight of my month.
1: Hey, look at it. that! That's See, what we do. We highlight so people. Weird. We're the human it's highlighters. Just
0: to chat and have a good old time, man. That's kind of what we. That's what we do. You that's know? the
1: aim. We aim to please. Um, yeah. But yeah, so go ahead and, and
0: go ahead and show in the back, and then we'll get to you in a second once we uh once we close this out. So stand stand by.
2: Right,
1: nice.
0: Appreciate you, Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I had usually I have a list of
1: things uh, as far as like upcoming guests and stuff. I don't, I don't, I, to be honest with you, 2021 hit uh, and then I got sick and then everyone got sick and I'm running around and I was like, and then we had the the pilot offer and it was uh, not a lot of focus on, on content, believe it or not. Um, but I had to go on tonight. I had to do a show tonight because I just enjoyed doing it. We got to so get so, prepped, man. We got to so get prepped. I hope prepped. it worked. I hope it worked. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Um, check us out over at 21Gun, spelled out 21Gun.net. And if you feel like having yourself... If you feel like having a delicious cup of coffee to start your day, what better way than pouring a cup of 22 Sierra, especially 22 Sierra Ambush, which is our dark brew. Co- I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, go over to 22 Sierra coffee company. Um, every bag that you buy a uh, portion of that goes to a, uh, uh, veteran or, uh, EMS first responder, uh, nonprofit. But, uh, yeah, i very excited about working with 22 Sierra. I, I Jeremy, do you have anything?
0: No, other than uh, the way you just said that sounded like one of those 1980s 1-800 numbers to for $1.29 oh. a minute. Just want to throw that out there. <laughs> for $1.29 um, a
1: minute, you too could enjoy. Oh, no, what you're
0: thinking is uh, the,
1: the people that wanted your money to, to feed a starving child. The price of a cup of coffee can feed a starving child in East Bangladesh.
0: In the arms of an angel? Yeah, no, that was. All
1: right, guys. Thanks for checking us out. We'll see you next week. I forgot how to end this. I haven't done this in so long. I forget where the end End, button is. Oh, it's right there. Found it. Found it. We know you know where the
0: button's at.